Dan's been a little bit silly mugger. I've, yeah. <laughs> Hiya. Good day to you. Or good night. <laughs> good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Tell Me More with Matt and Dan. Welcome back. In this podcast, Dan comes to me and tells me a juicy little fact, num num num. And then I have to decide whether it goes in the memory box which is a good thing, and it goes ding-a-ling-a-ling. Hey! Hey! Or if it goes down the memory box shitter. Oh, dear. Oh, we avoid it if we can. I don't. (laughs) I try my hardest to make it go down the shitter. Oh, you sod. (laughs) How are you, Danny? I'm doing really well. How are you? Oh, look at me. Look. You're very you're sharp dressed today. You I came am. in a suit. I did. I'm yeah. wearing my blooming hoodie. Yeah. Well, oh. But there's one thing. We're both wearing the clothes we uh, were wearing <laughs> last night. <laughs> we went out, didn't we? Yeah. Our friend's 21st birthday. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Made a speech. You did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't end it with if you can't come in a come on a like you did. Uh, what are you on? 14 weeks, 12, 12 weeks ago oh you my did God. that. Yeah, my sister's wedding. I finished it with, if you can't come in, I come on her. <sighs> but follow the Instagram podcast because we put a little story of us kissing. Oh yeah, we did. Nom, nom, nom. Tell me more.pod.au. Oh, I love it. We're doing a bit of a different way. I'm, I'm trying out something different because I feel like we focus on very specific things. We do. So, like, not just about rich people, but Michael Rockefeller potentially being eaten by cannibals. Not just, like, you know, facts about sea monkeys, but the fact that they're fascists. Yeah. You know? So, I thought, I don't have a specific fact for today. But in the last episode, we did say we were going to be talking about words. So, I'm coming to you with a plethora of word facts today. And my first word is plethora. Oh, is it? It means a lot. Oh, brilliant. And I'm just going to be throwing some hot steaming facts at you. Oh, all about words. Yeah. All right, Dan. Tell me more. Words. Words. Word. Word. So I don't I don't even have like a good little way of coming in. I'm just brace yourself, ladies and gents. We're just going right into it. Oh, I'm keen. Alright, so the second edition, Oxford English Dictionary, said that the word with the most definitions is set. S-E-T. Yep. It has over four hundred different meanings. Wow. So I suppose like you can set something as uh, like it could be a verb. Yeah. Um, it can be a noun for uh, like a like a theatre theatre set. A theatre set. You can set down a mug of tea. Oh. Um, you can set a village among hills. Oh. Oh, lovely. Place. Something set in Berlin. Oh, I love a multifaceted word. Oh, and the more you go into it, sunset. Oh. TV set. Oh. The position of a bell when it's inverted and just be about to rung. 
is set. Oh, I've got a joke about TV set. Go on. So uh, my mum was having a TV fitted into her house and the guy said, oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a 45-inch console. And my mum said, oh, 45 inches would console anyone. <laughs> you can also set records. <laughs> set records. Nice. Yeah, set a clock. You can set volume. Oh, yes. A lot of these things are, are verbs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But you can all, yeah. But they all mean different things. Set fire to something. I love it. So there's over 400, but, yeah. and this is what I found really exciting as well. Yeah. So the second, um, second edition of the Oxford Dictionary was released in 1980, oh, I've lost it already. I think it's 84 or 87. Okay. Third edition is coming in 2030. Oh. <gasps> We have got a new Oxford English dictionary coming. Oh, I'm so Babe, wake up. They've released a new dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and what words are going to be in it? Well, oh, set has been overtaken for the most definitions. By what? Run. Oh. I run like. in a race. Yeah. Run a program. Yeah. Um, runny nose. <laughs> I didn't write any of them down. <laughs> runny nose. Um runny egg. Yeah. That's runny nose and runny egg. I feel like that's the same, same run. thing. Yeah. Run and ran or just run? Run. Run. Oh. I suppose they're the same sort of thing. Yeah. Run and set. Yeah. Oh wow. Um so the Oxford English Dictionary. Um actually I also was started looking into that as well. Yeah. So I was like Surely there's more than three editions because it started in the 1800s, 1884. That's so that's why it's like such a massive thing that the third edition's coming out with yeah. over 4,000 new. Well, actually, no, I think there's like something like 4,000 new words get put in it every, um, oh every year. It began because um, a, a, a philological society in Oxford, mm. just a group of intellectuals, um, were dissatisfied with English dictionaries, so they decided to write down every single word oh. of all time. So, yeah, the first one was released in 1884, and it was A to Ant. Oh. So um, the second edition in 1989 had 20 volumes. So as of the 30th of November 2005, the English dictionary um, contained 301,100 main entries. And they said, according to the publishers, it'd take a single person 120 years to key in the 59 million words of the Oxford English Dictionary. Jesus Christ. I told that to Lauren this morning and she went, well, then how are they doing it now? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> She's got a point. But considering its size, it's neither the world's largest nor the earliest exhaustive dictionary of a language. Another earlier large dictionary is the Grimm Brothers Dictionary of German. Oh. They began writing it in 1838 and it wasn't completed until 1961. God, how old are they? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's why they've planned it for 2030. They're still cultivating and preparing these this dictionary to be published again. Yeah. So all the other dictionaries you get are all just copies or summarized versions of, versions the, of oh, the second edition. That's so cool. Think about how many new words we could put in there. Bussy. That's a good one. No, that is good. Bussy. <laughs> no, no. Um, that is good bussy. That, 
Riz. Riz. Oh my god, they put Riz in there. Uh, babe, wake up. <laughs> they put Riz in the dictionary. <laughs> But then oh, when I was like looking into dictionaries and things like that as well, I remembered one of my favorite dictionaries of all time, which was also going to be the original episode one of this podcast. Yeah. And it was all about a fella called Francis Gross in the 1780s. He was this nobleman who went around the slums of old London town <laughs> in the 1780s to, compi- <laughs> to compile the dictionary of the vulgar tongue. Oh, I know. So according to the British Library, this is a quote from them. Gross was one of the first lexicographers to collect slang words from all corners of society, not just a professional underworld of pickpocketers. This ranged from prostitutes to boxers and cockfighters to surveyors, stock merchants and booksellers. Booksellers. So I've got some slang and vulgar terms from the 1780s. Throw them at me. I'll see if you can guess. What they are? <laughs> it's my little game show voice. Oh, I love it! <laughs> what they are? <laughs> Have we got a theme song? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tonight, Dan lists some words. Matt makes up the definitions, and Bowie is a little prick. Tonight on Top Gear. For context. Bowie's also my sister's cat. <laughs> Bowie is my sister's keeper tonight. Cameron Diaz, <laughs> David Bowie in My Sister's Keeper. <laughs> That's how we should start every podcast. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, David Bowie in My Sister's <laughs> right, so <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. I'm gonna list off some vulgar words okay. and you can see what they mean. Perfect. Betwattled. <laughs> Betwattled. Um it it it's <laughs> it seems like it's something like you know frotting when you rub up against someone uh, mm. standing up. But but you say betwattled. Betwattled, yeah. It seems like a fiddle or something. A betwattle. It's um, to be surprised, confounded, and out of one's senses. <laughs> Currently, I'm betwattled. <laughs> we are all betwattled. I love that word. Oh, betwattled. Oh. Um, here's another one. Captain Queernabs. <laughs> Is that you? You're Captain Queernabs. <laughs> what does that mean? You weirdo. <laughs> Captain Queernabs. Queer is weird. Uh, yeah, but not in this sense. Oh, gay? No. Uh, happy? No. Come on then. Um, it's a shabby, ill-dressed fellow. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Captain Queernubs, you are. <laughs> Captain Queernubs, that's so funny. Dicked in the knob? <laughs> <laughs> what? Dick to my knob? No, dicked in the knob. Dicked in the knob? Yeah. Someone's hit you in the knob? Yeah. Being silly? Oh, <laughs> He's bloody dicked in the knob, he is. Oh my God, Captain Queer Nabs, he's bloody dicked in the knob. <laughs> I find myself rather betwattled about that. Dog booby. <laughs> nah, you're, you're pulling this out your ass now. You just went in word generator and put things next to it. Dog booby. Dog booby. Francis Gross in 1780 <laughs> put this as what vulgar slang? 
dog booby. Um, perhaps like a sustenant meal. Um, an awkward lout. An awkward lout. Yeah. Oh, he's a bloody dog booby. He is. <laughs> Ah, uh, bloody hell. <laughs> that old London town. <laughs> uh, bloody Captain Queenips. <laughs> and dog booby. Captain Queenips and dog booby at your service. Okay, one more. Yep. Kittle picturing. <laughs> they all sound so dainty. But twaddled them. Kittle nitchering. Kittle picturing. Kittle picturing. Kittle picturing. Well, it's a verb. Yeah, I can give you a clue if you like. You do it in the podcast. Sigh with relief. <laughs> Cry. <laughs> Put things in the memory box. <gasps> no, it's not that. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a specific thing. What is it? To disrupt the flow of a troublesome teller of long stories by constantly questioning and contradicting unimportant details, especially at the start. <laughs> Your little kit- kittle picture. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Kittle picturing. Here we are. Welcome to the Tell Me More podcast, <laughs> where Matt's <laughs> Matt's a betwaddled dog booby. I'm Captain Queernaps, <laughs> and we're both dick to the knob as Matt does some kittle picturing. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, the English language is one of my favourite languages in the world. It just comes up with such great stuff. Like, the phrases that we come mm. up with, you you say yours. Hey, we all put our trousers on one leg at a time. <laughs> and then I came up with one recently. It's similar to, it's a bit like the pot call in the kettle black, but it's a modern take on it. It's a bit like the pot call in the kettle of cunt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So how long do you think we've been speaking for? 18 minutes and 23 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. Oh, no, I can't stop myself. Bloody uh, dick to the boob, you. A <laughs> little bit true. Um, so scientists propose that um, the necessary equipment... <laughs> Sorry. I just, Captain Queernabs just Captain came back to me. Captain Queernabs. so funny. I'm legally changing my name to Captain <laughs> Queernabs. <laughs> Go on, keep going. Scientists propose that the necessary equipment, specifically our throat and motor control, um, that produces distinguishable vowels, um, have been around for as long as 27 million years. But this was back when humans and old world monkeys, so baboons, mandrills and the like. Old world monkeys. Yeah, so old world monkeys, new world monkeys, the smaller ones with longer tails. Oh. Like uh, capuchins and spider monkeys. You love a capuchin, I love a capuchin monkey. Um, But that was when we shared a common ancestor with them. Oh. It was that part at the end that got me thinking about if if there are any animals that can talk. Mm. Um, So you've got some animals, parrots, songbirds, beluga whales, and dolphins, which can mimic human speech. It's, It's mimicking noises they've already heard. Oh, so then I was like looking into who would be the closest to be able to develop speech, mm. um, and it's gorillas. They have the highest chance because of being able to talk to us. Yeah, because um, you had like Coco the gorilla. Have you heard of Coco the gorilla? The one that does sign language. Yeah, so it knows over a thousand sign language words. But she, by using sign language, um, showed a true understanding of what. She was saying, so she wasn't just mimicking and mirroring actions. She was actually using it as a way oh. to express herself. She was a friend of Robin Williams. Oh, yes. And I, so oh. when she found out that he died, she showed grief through sign, sign language. language. Oh, that's lovely. Um, another contender for animals we might be able to chat to. Who? 
dolphins. Oh, yes. So Denise Herzing. Denise. Your mum. My mum. <laughs> Denise Herzing is a biologist who'd been studying dolphins for 30 years. And she has done a lot to decode their communication. Oh. So in a TED Talk in 2013, she broke down various kinds of speech they use that is um, similar to human language. Mm. So... The, the biggest like examples where they use, they use names, mm. um, they vocalize aggression. And when they're courting mates as well, they vocalize that. Um, and they've actually been able to um, develop a system where they can talk to dolphins with their language oh. so that they can like communicate with them. Go on. Oh, I thought you were about to do a dolphin impression. <laughs> so long, so long, so long. And thanks for all the fish. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. In that show there, they said. Dolphins are the cleverer than humans, some say. Yeah, they are. Just got some fast facts now for you about words in general. Fast. I these are my favourites. Okay, I'm keen. Um, so it's about the origins of words, like <gasps> we were talking about last time. Oh yes, berserk. Yeah, go crazy. So it's um, yeah. So it's about, but it's about Norse warriors. Warriors, I know. So yeah. Bjorn meaning bear and Serk meaning coat, and it's about their fighting style. Oh. So they'd say that the way they fought was berserk. Like bears. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, no, because they're wearing bear coats. Oh, yes. So they were the bear coat warriors. Yeah. So people think that's berserk. Is how when you act berserk, it's doing, you act like a Norse warrior. Berserkers. Malaria comes from um, the... Africa? Well, no, actually, it's a medieval Italian word. Oh. Mal meaning bad and... Derriere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bad bottom. <laughs> You've got a lovely malaria. <laughs> oh, haven't you got malaria? <laughs> Doctor comes to the side of your bed. I'm sorry, you've got malaria. Oh, how long, oh. How long have I got? Oh, no, no. You've just got a bad bottom. <laughs> Uh, Sound like Kenneth Williams. No, so, area meaning air, so it just means bad air. But, in ancient, in like ancient Roman talk. Oh, interesting. So you Medieval walk into Italian. a room, it's like, oh, this place has got malaria. Yeah, bad probably thing. a few thousand years ago. Not now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Locked out. Also, how many times have you walked into somewhere and went, oh, this place has got bad air? <laughs> oh, bad Famously, air. I do that quite often. You do actually, yeah. <laughs> Malaria. He's always got a diffuser with him at all times. <laughs> Some sage. I'm just <laughs> Good <laughs> now. Clue. Clue. You the can, film. You can use this at work. Oh. Um, it comes from the word clue, spelt C-L-E-W, meaning a ball of yarn. So in Greek mythology, uh, Ariande gives Theseus, mm. Theseus, a ball of yarn to help him find his way out of the Minotaur's labyrinth. Oh, yes. Because of this, the word clue came to mean something that points the right way. Nice. Oh, I like that a lot. So it's a ball of yarn. Yeah. C-L-E-W. Yeah. Oh, oh. so good. Yeah. Oh. oh. Hazard. Comes, um, it, or, its origins are from 13th century Arabic, in which the word alzar referred to the dice used in various gambling games. Interesting. There was a big element of risk inherent with these games, not just from gambling itself, but the danger of dishonest folk using weighted dice. Right. So then that's where hazard comes from. Nice. Because you've got to be cautious. Oh, love it. That's good. Ketchup. Oh. Started in 17th century China. 
as a sauce of pickled fish and spices. Ooh. So um, it comes from the Chinese Amoy dialect as um, kochap or ketchup. Um, <laughs> you sound like <laughs> you sound like you're from New York. Ketchup. <laughs> hey, Tony. Give us a ketchup. I like some ketchup and the clue. Hey, here's a clue. Oh, I need some ketchup. I don't. I don't need a ball of yarn. I need some ketchup. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Oi, Captain Quinnabs, <laughs> give us some fucking ketchup. <laughs> um, its popularity spread to spread of the pickled sauce went to Singapore, um, and that's in the 18th century is where it was encountered by British explorers. Wow! Right, this one made me come a little. Oh. <laughs> This one, I'm really excited for. Oh, yes. So the word awkward. Yeah. Firstly, it comes from two different languages. So orc comes from the Old Norse, afogur. Sorry? Afogur. Afogur or afogur? Afogur. Which means turn the wrong way. The ward suffix comes from Old English word, which means turn toward. So awkward is etymologically autological. Because it literally means turn towards being turned away from. So an autological word, also called a homological word, is a word that expresses a property that it also possesses. Oh. So awkward literally is awkward. Turn towards something that turns you away. So turn towards being turned away from. It's an awkward sentence. Do you want to hear some other um, autological words? Yes, please. Pentasyllabic has five syllables. Pentasyllabic? Yes. Oh, so five. Pentasyllabic. Writable is writable. And the word oxymoron is an oxymoron because it comes from the Greek word oxy meaning sharp and moron meaning dull. Oh, I love it. So the opposite of that, though, is a heterological word. So one that does not apply to itself. So the word long isn't long. Monosyllabic. Syllabic. Syllabic has more than one syllable. Oh, I love it. And I've got two more facts about words for you. Yeah. Go is the shortest grammatically correct sentence in the English language. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Go. And 11% of the English language is the letter E. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh, see, I love words a lot. Me too. And we're doing a lot of words... Like at, at uni. I hope so. You're in place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not doing a fucking mind course, are you? <laughs> Saying that the, the piss you up pulling doing sign language, you might as well be. <laughs> but it's just like, there's so much focus on um, like the meaning of, of the words and, and why we say them. And so like in a lot of Shakespeare's sonnets and stuff, so you, you look at... When in the Chronicle of Wasted Time, I see descriptions of the fairest whites and beauty making beautiful old rhyme in praise of ladies dead and lovely knights. That last bit there, ladies dead and lovely knights, the antithesis behind those two and how they they um, like oppose each other, like ladies dead, lovely knights. It's just so cool to mm. hear. And it's like, uh, then in the blazon of sweet beauty's best. Well, Shakespeare as well. He's oh. fucking brilliant because he just invented words. It's so good. Assassin. Yes. That's a, that's a, he just invented that word because there wasn't a word there to use. So good. 
And that's why I think he's just still so prevalent now is not just because of the great stories, but his impact on the English language as a whole. Oh. But like, imagine now if you had a play where they just made up what I mean, all words are made up. Yeah. But like new made up words, new made up words ah. that are just said in there without any context of what they mean. Oh, it's great. And like the way that he would have implemented it and, 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 and like the, the, the use of the consonants that's in assassin, assassin. It's like, it, it, you, you can tell what it means. You can, t- you can tell it's fucking and, deadly. And I think the other reason you wouldn't find it now is because back then people didn't have dictionaries. They didn't have mm. education. So a lot of them weren't as, um, well, they weren't academics. Mm. They weren't as literate. Yeah. So like you could just put words in because they're trying to, they're getting, because it was such big actions because they didn't really understand everything anyway. So they just acted it out. I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. We could, we could create a sentence. And it's just like, uh, you know what? Try and try and t- uh, get what I what I, I mean from this. Okay, he hath brogered me across the floor. It's actually a. Did you just make that up? Yeah, brogered. Um, ferociously dragged. Yes. Yeah. Oh, brogered. It, it's, it's, Do you know what's mad? Actually, because I was thinking then maybe we should invent a word. Yeah. That we just put into society but there's a theory there's a i couldn't find proof of this so i didn't put it in as an actual fact but the word quiz Mm. um there's a theory that in 17th or 18th century dublin yeah there was just two people talking and they said oh but you can't invent a word like we were and so he hired a bunch of um like vandals and things to just write he they just came up with the word quiz on the top of his head without mm. giving it a meaning and got a bunch of vandals just to go around and write quiz on all the walls try to put it as m- many places as they possible so in 2 days people knew the word quiz yeah and that's why quizzes are like working things out mm. i don't know if that's true though I love words. but it's like, so we good. could do it let's I brogered, brogered. It's a good word. Yeah, but I feel like it might be a word as well. Brogered. Well, bro, I mean, brogued brogues. shoes. Yeah, brogered. Well, we'll cast it to our audience. We Invent did. words. Oh, yes. Send it through, and we'll just slide them in <laughs> to, to conversations. That's what we're going to try and do. Yeah. Here, here's one: a bugim. A bugim. <laughs> We've already done it. We've already done it. We've already done it. Oh well. Okay. Well, yeah. So, Matt, are you glad I told you more about words? Yes. yes, I love a good word. Me it's too. Just, oh, oh, and I've not. It, no, I, I have. I have a lot of fun researching for every episode, but yeah. that one I've, has been up there. Where I've just bloody loved every second of it. I love meaning. I love understanding. <sighs> Captain Coin up. I just want to become a lexicographer. Oh, it'd be so good, but it's pointless now, isn't it? Well, that's because I was reading another article about them publishing the um, the third edition Oxford English Dictionary. They were talking to Susie Dent about it. I love Susie. Because, oh, she's one of my favourite people of all time. Recently in Countdown, she's gone over to having a laptop. Oh, really? Because it's there's so many words now that it's so restrictive just to use the dictionary. True. Um, but she's, she was talking about how it's still important to have printed yeah. dictionaries. Just, yeah, and... I know it's going to be really expensive, but I kind of want to get the third edition. Do it. First edition, third edition. Oh, it'd be so of the Because it's such a big thing. Yeah. It hasn't happened. It's like 100 years and then 50 years. They've oh. done another English dictionary. What a, what a time to be alive. I'm going to be outside that Dimmock's waiting. <laughs> waiting like it's a Harry Potter book. Like a dog, bo- dog boob. Like a dog boob. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you once again for joining us to, uh, on, um, what are we today? The Tell Me More podcast. <laughs> Join us next week for a very special episode. What's the special episode, Matt? It's my birthday. That episode will be getting put on the week of Matt's birthday. <laughs> so come join us and celebrate. Oh, thanks, mate. Oh, I love it. I'm so keen. All right. We'll speak to you. Speak to you soon. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. And I'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Have a lovely, lovely week. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>